The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Steffen, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. Demand your MTV. Too much. Never enough. All this and more. You'll never look at music the same way again. I want my MTV. I want my I want my MTV. It was August of 1981 that MTV launched with the words, Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Video Killed Radio Star by the Buggles would be the first video that aired on MTV. And the answer to a trivia question for years to come. Maybe a better question is what played after the Buggles song, and that is You Better Run by Pat Benatar. The channel would eventually transition into some good programming and some bad stuff, too, that was far away from the original idea of a radio station on TV. Mark Goodman was one of the original five VJs on MTV, and I've got him on the line right now in New York City to talk about that 40th anniversary. Hello, Jim. Welcome to you, sir. Uh, You know, I'm about the same age you are, and hearing that MTV debuted 40 years ago just makes me feel old, Mark. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. I'm so with you, 100%. Yeah. I believe it. You had such great credentials coming from legendary stations like WPLJ and WMMR. So did the MTV job, did it seem a little risky when that was a possibility for you? I got to say, it it didn't ever seem risky to me. I, I knew what videos were. I, when I, in Philadelphia, I was music director, so I saw videos, you know, record company people would bring videos in to introduce us to new artists, like Duran Duran. Yeah. Uh, and I never, I mean, I thought, okay, this, this seems like a good idea. It was, it was a gutsy move for me to leave uh, the number one rock station in the number one market in the country. Right. But I thought, this seems like a good idea. I think it'll be around. It would be fun to work there. I had no idea, of course, that it would become the cultural phenomenon that it did. I could never have guessed that. Happy accident. Right place, right time. Yeah, I mean, when all was said and done, really, it could be argued that it is right up there with American Bandstand, the Ed Sullivan Show, in terms of American culture, where music was concerned. I I think that, too. Um, But in addition to just comparing it to shows, I really think that we... When I say we, I mean not not the five VJs, but we MTV was the Beatles of the 80s because the same things that the Beatles did in the 60s, affecting fashion, culture, music, television, we we affected all those things. Editing style, uh, you know, the 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 pitch for Miami Vice, two words. MTV cop. Right. I was just going to say, Michael Mann, uh, Miami Vice's uh, yeah. creator and director, he must have gone to MTV school because the imagery and the music, you're so right about that. Yeah. We, you know, Phil Collins, who was on there, also contributed music. And the, the style of the videos, the general style of the videos, the editing style and the pace and so on, was really because it was so attractive to to viewers, so it started to be incorporated into commercials. 
and certainly into movies. Once, once the film industry realized that they could make sure to have a couple of few sequences in their movie that were music-driven, then they could lift those out of the movie, put them on MTV, and have a three-and-a-half-minute commercial that would run like eight times a day. Yeah, right. Did you get along with the original five VJs? Because, man, Alan Hunter was annoying. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about my family there, buddy, so, so you got to be careful. I know. I took the risk I, of asking that, that. Well, having said it, though, Alan in particular, and this this is, and I should say, Alan and I literally are best friends. Uh, right. There was actually a, a little celebration last night for the anniversary, and a, a lot of former folks were there. Alan and I are literally best friends. We that worked is great. together on, on 80s, but when he first joined, he wasn't really a rocker, you know. He was into sort of light jazz, you know, Pat Metheny and stuff like that. And um, and he used to do. He was an actor, so he used to do things on the set that I just didn't. I was. I didn't understand. <laughs> and uh, I really, we didn't get along. Okay. He was doing one. One day he was doing something with finger puppets on the, <laughs> on set, and I'm like, what, what is that? <laughs> I didn't do with anything, and I came on. My show was after his. I was recording after him, and I, I came in on the set, and in my first segment, the finger puppets he was playing with in the last break, I took and I tennis racketed them out off the set. Like, <laughs> boom! Okay, you'll see Alan here tomorrow. Irritating. But. I, I, re- I remember very well your interview with David Bowie, and, and uh, he was very intense about MTV's lack of diversity when it came to the videos that were being shown. He was right, of course, but I thought you handled yourself very well there was not too much that you could do at that point did he have anything to say to you after you know the camp the lights went off or did the discussion continue um a, a bit but he you know i call him the ambusher uh-huh uh, i was on I, he put me on the spot and what i tried to explain and did so poorly was that we were a rock station i mean jj and i had multiple conversations about this and we, he agreed that we were a rock station. JJ was a rock jock. He understood what rock radio was about. And that's what MCV was about at that moment. Um, as things sort of progressed, we both started to feel weird because we were playing music from white artists. The black artists also did. Uh, and at that point, it became odd. And what I think was happening was that they, the, the programmers were not as visionary as they should have been. They did not see this trend coming, and they uh, were not quick enough to respond, but ultimately they did. Uh, And I always thought in the beginning, how uh, are you going to have enough videos to keep this thing going around the clock? Well, and that was a problem initially. We had, I don't know, it seemed like we had like 12 videos when we started. But uh, I think we had a couple of hundred, you know, when you break down a couple of hundred videos to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's really not a lot of videos. But there were a, a lot more. And as soon as we started to, to really click in the United States, which was relatively quickly, you know, with, within six to eight months, people were really noticing what was going on. And more and more people started to make videos, even if they were just, you know, let's shoot a couple of songs at our concert and send them to MTV. We, we started to get more. Yeah, I would think that bands probably felt, we've got to get involved in this or we're just going to get lost in the shuffle. It became, within the first couple of years of MTV, it started to be a sort of a standard 
thing in artist contracts that there would be a provision for a video budget. Is that important? You were breaking stars, future stars. I mean, Madonna certainly took great advantage of this, and you, you talk about Duran Duran. What was Madonna like in the beginning of this thing when it, when it came to promoting and stuff and, and going on set and you guys interviewing her? Yeah. <laughs> I have to say Madonna... Well, I'll, I'll quote what she said to me. I, I interviewed her uh, when the first record came out. I was a big fan then, and there's I know it's on online, all over the place. Um, and she was, you know, cute and coy, and, and right. was was Madonna. Was very much Madonna. And I saw her uh, after this is uh, previous to Like a Virgin coming out. And then I saw her after the release at a show. I was interviewing her backstage in uh, show Miami. And I said, hey, uh, Madonna, I don't know if you remember me. I'm Mark Kidman. We talked at MTV, and, you know, before you were Madonna. And she just said very simply, you know what? I was always Madonna. <laughs> I can imagine she said exactly that. Uh, She's awesome. Yeah. She is awesome. She gets a lot of, a lot of guff these days. She is awesome still maintain when you know when mtv got away from the uh music programming aspect of that about what time was that and what was your last year on the channel well they, you know it was a, a weird sort of transition over the years we we started airing specific programs yeah relatively early on 80 i don't know 83 84 something like that um, I, I gotta say, I don't remember exactly, but we started to do like, we did a show called the young ones, this British comedy show. And, uh, we, we started to, to air, uh, other, you know, game shows and things like remote control came towards the end of the decade and into the nineties. But what happened along the way was that MTV realized we, we came on as a radio station on television, but no matter what people continue to use television as television, not yeah. as radio. Yeah. So we realized we had to say, like we did, I hosted Dial MTV, our call-in show every day. So at 5 p.m. Eastern, you could tune in to MTV and you knew what you were going to get. And they realized that that was important, that we were governed by ratings like any other television channel. And they started to program like that, in that direction. You are now on what, Sirius? Are you on a couple channels at this point? I am indeed. Um, I've been working at SiriusXM for 17 years. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> the longest job I've ever had in radio, I'm going to say. Yeah. That... Um, but I work at Sirius. There is a channel called Volume, which is a talk channel about music. So it's like sports talk or political talk, but it's music. And I host a live show there, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, five days a week. And it is a blast. We have guests and interviews and, and, you know, talk about new music docs and anything you can imagine. We geek out about music. And then I'm on the big 80s, of course. That's fantastic. Well, Mark Goodman, it's always a pleasure. Happy anniversary to you. Glad you're uh, still out there doing it. You're one of the best. Great talking to you. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Of course, the MTV Video Music Award still gets handed out annually, and the channel continues to focus on youth-oriented pop culture. Great stories from Mark about Bowie and Madonna and the annoying Alan Hunter. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.